Righto, welcome to FIFO Life. I'm your host, Azza. We hope you have a laugh as we explore some FIFO stories from the workers, for the workers. Explicit language warning, people, so this may not be suitable for young listeners. All right, let's kick it off. We are in a sunny, sunny side up in north of Perth in my brother's house, my first guest ever, Shane. Welcome to the show. Thanks for your time. Hey, Aaron. How you going? Yeah, good, man. Mate, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, sure. Um, it's not something I always wanted to start off doing, but um, after sitting my trade, going on holiday for a couple of years, I uh, came back, not much money, not much to do, and uh, one of my best mates, um, he was working offshore at the time, and uh, I could see he was doing quite well for himself, and able to buy his first house, and mm. earning good coin. Um, That's always the attractive part about FIFO, is the money. And... Uh, so yeah, I wanted wanted part of that. So I approached him and said, "What do I got to do to get offshore?" And mm. so with what little money I had left after travelling, I uh, did what most guys do: go and you know sit your uh, Hewitt course or Tabasiet. And um, Hewitt did, course is that helicopter crash one, isn't it? And you get flipped upside down in a pool. That's pretty fun. Yeah, it was fun the first time. <laughs> Ten times later, it's not so fun anymore. <laughs> it's, let's get it done. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, that's all right and what else what other tickets do you have to get oh just what, what my money could afford me which i think was rigging and dogging and scaffolding at the time and yeah. hewitt and that was it and so yeah i went and uh, went and approached uh a few companies with a uh, resume in hand you do? dressed in a suit hey, I, I first impressions yeah man. i didn't know how to do it so yeah it. i got i put a suit on and i walk around <laughs> with this resume but i think the suit's the only thing that got me a job because <laughs> because when i walked in there i had no I had no idea who I was. Uh, well, yeah, who's supposed to see and and uh, but I managed to get a few names off my friend of the HR managers. So I've walked in mm. to these big building corporations mm. and yeah. with this resume <laughs> and a suit. Not that they saw the resume, and I said, "Hi, I'm here to see you know." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the secretary good. looked at me. Oh, do you have an appointment? Appointment. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no. But usually they would have turned you away at that point. But because I look so good in my suit. <laughs> They, um, so you say, so. Yeah, they thought I was someone important, I'm sure, because, oh, hang on, I'll just get her for you. Then she, then this lady comes out and she's like, oh, hi, uh, I, you got an appointment with me? I said, uh, no, but my name's Shane Hall and here's my resume. Oh, God. And, uh, Must have been a good suit. So they gave me, yeah, it was, they gave me a <laughs> pinstripe I spent suit. a whole whole $200 on it back Holy in the day. Shit. Oh, uh, was it like a grey one or was it a pinstripe? Oh, for fuck's yeah, sake. Was, anyway. I yeah, it was yeah, my first suit anyway. I took a day off work um, to to go and do this. And uh, she says, oh, I'm busy at the moment, but um, maybe you can come back another time. So I gave her the biggest sad face dog look that I had. <laughs> like I'd just been kicked to the curb. And uh, and she goes, oh, what's the matter? And I said, oh, you know, I, I took a day off work for this and blah, blah, blah. And she felt sorry for me. So... She goes, I'll tell you what. She looked at her watch and she goes, I'll give you, I'll give you 15 minutes. Oh, yeah? So, um, so yeah, 15 minutes. I uh, went and sat in their office and got to talk a bit about myself and, uh, and that was that. And then um, two weeks later, well, three weeks later, I had a phone call saying, do you want to go offshore? So that was that. Fuck it. Nice. And then 18, I don't know, 18, 19 years later. Still there. Uh, still doing it. God. Had a bit of time off in the downturn, like a lot of people. Um, mm. Tell me about one of your first interesting experiences offshore. Um, first interesting experience. Well, I've got to say, 
my introduction to offshore was mm. was a bit of an eye opener. Um, I almost not quit, but yeah, I didn't know what to do. Um, mm. Back in those days, it wasn't uh, like your your introduction to the rig when you came on board. Um, they didn't take a lot of time to show you around and show you where everything was and yeah. explain your roles and responsibilities. Um, you know, even show you your lifeboats. Yeah. That's something you had to go and find out for yourself. They hand you a piece of paper, you know, say this is your lifeboat, but we didn't do a, a full-on walk around um, like they do now. Um, mm. Oh, yeah, safety's yeah. come a long way now. And, yeah, sure has, but... Oh, so my first my first week offshore, there was a a fire on the rig, in the engine room. It was an engine room fire, mm. and I was asleep at the time, and uh, the alarm went off, and I hadn't even been to a fire drill yet. I didn't actually even know where my which one was my lifeboat. I didn't know anything. I was That's dead. Crazy. I, was, I was dead asleep, and uh, this fire alarm's going flat out. I jump up, flick the light on in my room, and I saw there was smoke in my room. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. And anyway, I've opened my door. I'm in my jocks. And there was this uh, other guy who I recognized. This is my first week offshore. So I didn't know names of people. I didn't know, you know, I remember yeah. this. He was my relief. I, my first job was a maintenance rest a bit. Right. Uh, I was just running around painting and water blasting and, you know, needle gunning and stuff like that. Mm. And uh, this guy was on the other crew. And he, he was... Uh, must have just got up. It was right near a shift change. But anyway, he was running past in his underwear as well when he socks on, <laughs> running. And I was, I was trying to find someone to talk to. I opened the door anyway, and I'm looking down the hallway left and right, and there's this guy come running. He's running flat out, and, I've, and, I'm, and he's screaming at the top of his lungs. He's like, fire, fire, fucking fire. This is real. It's not a fucking drill. And he's screaming, and I'm like, and that's just panic, making me panic even more, you know. I'm hey. like, what the hell? And, yeah, yeah. and, uh, and I've... Stuck my head out and he shouted to get him to stop to talk to him. And because he, he's in his socks and these are like, they've got polished vinyl, you know, mm. lacquered, lacquered vinyl floors. He's tried to stop and he skidded about five metres past me with the speed he's going in his socks. <laughs> and he had to back, he had to back up. And he's and we're trying, I'm trying to get some sense out of him, but he's twice as excited as I was. And he goes, no, there's a fire. Was, Where is it? He's going, I don't know. It's outside somewhere. There's fire. Yeah. And uh, so off, he just runs out, the, runs out the door. And where my room was, it was... The accommodation it was right next to where you could go outside um, and exit there. So I, I just followed this guy. Yeah, yeah. as you and do. I just I just ran out the door following this guy, and I get outside and it was just chaos. It was night time, um, and there were people running around and shouting, and there was smoke everywhere. And and uh, then someone yelled at me, "Come, give me a hand!" And then some some now just following someone else, and uh, someone shouted at me to get the fire hose, help roll it out. Yeah. So next minute, I'm holding on, holding onto a fire hose. Um, we're standing in front of the engine room where the fire was. They had a big roller door, <laughs> and I was, I think, second or third down the line holding this fire hose. And someone's turned it on, and we're just the way we are fighting this fire. Like, and I've looked, and I'm looked down. And I'm no still, chance. I've still got my underwear on. I'm completely naked, but my underwear. I've got no shoes, socks, nothing. Um, I shouldn't be laughing, girl. That's uh, but a that's lot of pretty full on, man. But I look around, a lot of other people were the same. It wasn't yeah. just me. So yeah. um, mm. they, they turned the alarms off, yeah. obviously for communication purposes or something. But yeah. Uh, yeah, and there was half the rig was there, and everyone was just giving it with whatever they had, fire extinguishers <laughs> and 
fire hoses. We're just, we're just pouring water into this engine room. Yeah, where it, right. The flames were just belching out and up yeah. the side of the accommodation because the, the uh, engine room was under the accommodation. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, that was my introduction. That's a crazy first kind of introduction, man. It, wow. To offshore, yeah. Tell you what, in the first week. I, rem- I remember an en- I was in an engine room fire too. And, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty much at night time, two in the morning. I was, in, I was off shift. Woke up, and it was like that too. People running across in the hallway, but I was in an outside accommodation. But anyway, and it was almost getting the uh, lifeboats time too. It was like, oh no. Anyway, it all it all got worked out in the end. Put the fire out, but it's weird how these fires are always the engine room. Wasn't wasn't the boats end up putting that fire uh, out? Nah, there was a fire. This was a second engine room fire. That first one I just missed. Because I first got my first gig offshore, I went then. But the boats knocked out the communication tower. That was the first That's right. one. I That's missed that one. I heard about that. And comms were out for fucking like months. That was one of those great uh, big... Big bubbles, yeah. Great big uh, fiberglass... Yeah, com... Yeah, yeah. thing. And, and um, um, the, Satellite. Looking. I heard the stories from the guys. Oh, they man. said the boat rocked up... <laughs> two boats, but one boat rocked up yeah, alongside. They gave it to it with a cannon. And it punched a hole straight through the communications <laughs> tower. And then it exploded like an egg. All this, all this fiberglass <laughs> shit everywhere. <laughs> People were hitting the deck. And there goes everyone's Wi-Fi. Yeah. Like, oh, no. Lost communications now. <laughs> Only one phone left on the rig. It's that phone. Oh, man. Is it true the 44-gallon drums, which were sitting on top of oh. the engine room, was getting that hot in the deck? They started... Flowing up. Yeah. Nah. Oh, look, man. This was a smaller engine room fire compared to the first one I missed. Oh, okay. But this one... Yeah, man, like we all got out to the Ford lifeboats. Um, there was black smoke bellowing out of the roof. Just, you know, the alarms are going off. And, yeah, like like you were, I was, I was in my T-shirt and jocks. And it was like no shoes or anything. It was coming out. Everyone's like, all right, boys, get ready to get in the lifeboats. And we're like, fuck, I wish I brought my wallet, my laptop. <laughs> Which is a big no-no anyway. But, um, no, nah, they, uh, they hit it with the CO2 killed the fire and um, all the lights went out all the you know then they finally got the e-gen on but that was an interesting kind of uh experience like you say when you've only got a few weeks under your belt anyway does make you want to quit right then oh man it was something else but it was like if probably if i got into the lifeboat and was like man this this is probably a sign (laughs) (laughs) i gotta get my ass offshore so Funniest bit of that of that story though, yeah, yeah. I've got to Going say, back for you. was was in the morning <laughs> yeah. when we had a meeting about it. Yeah, we had a they called everyone in for a meeting, and the OAM you stand there he goes, <laughs> well, I'd just like to start off with saying, um, thanks everyone, you know, you helped put the fire out, great teamwork, great job, but complete fuck up. <laughs> he goes, not he goes, there was about ten people who actually turned up at a fire, at the lifeboat mustard, you know, like no one was there. <laughs> He goes, no one went to their actual job roles and, you know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. he goes, everyone just went to the fire. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. He goes, Which comple- is bad. Co- complete mayhem. Yeah. Chaos. But, however, it, we, we banded together and we put the fire out and it worked and that was the main thing. So, he thanked <laughs> us for that and then hmm. gave us an ass kick in for the other bit. <laughs> so, but That's quite all good. in all, it was, yeah, it was still oh, something man. you won't forget in the home. <laughs> Yep, very good. There's there's a few ways you can go with um, a career offshore. I know there's the marine side, and you can there's the drilling side. So what side did you take? 
Well, I mean, like I said, I started off as a maintenance roustabout. Rousty, yeah. Yeah, and then is which was not even a rousty yet. You just, you just yeah, uh, painting and yeah, chipping you're on, paint. you're on the painting crew trying to make the rig look nice, mm. stopping it from rusting. But um, I only did that for about three hitches, and then I got promoted to deck roustabout. Mm. Um, so I was working with the cranes mm. for a while. Um, rousty about a little bit of dogging, not yeah. not not for long. But I got um, I sort of got pushed into the drilling side. I, I was quite happy on the deck crew, and I decided I wanted to be a crane operator. Yeah, Because yeah. I figured, you know, crane operator, you can, you can at least go back to Perth, and you've got mm. a, a ticket, something you can earn money on the beach with. Yeah, that's true. Very true. Um, you can't really, you know, roughneck yeah. on, the, on the beach. So you got pushed into this, the drilling side, roughnecking. Yeah, yeah. A, a spot came up, and you know, I was told wasn't really asked i was like well you're going up to the floor <laughs> and i was like oh no i'm okay thank you and that's they right. said no you don't understand you're going up to the floor yeah that's and how I, it worked that's like, how it did work back then you, and i was you, like okay you get ma- <laughs> you do get made up with sometimes a gun pointed to your yeah. back you do it's quite funny like yeah that. that's what it was like was you like, will do this i was like ah okay without saying it it was uh, like well you're doing that or you don't have a job so yeah right <laughs> so anyway so i ended up on the floor and then that's another world again when you're up on the floor Mm, drill and, floor, drill and, floor. Y- and you're yeah i relieved a couple of times um mm. rousting uh, it all sort of happened pretty quick so when was this you, you were roughnecking maybe in well that having my resume in front of me 19 dates? 20 15 years ago or something no it was uh well, i started about 19 years ago 18 roughnecking yeah, yeah yeah like well, well about 18 17, 18 years ago, roughnecking. God damn. 2001, 2002. 2002, yeah. Um, Goes quick. Yeah, I could imagine. So So there I was on the floor. Yeah. um, And yeah, you're now a roughneck and and it's a lot more fast paced Mm. uh, up there. You know, you you don't get the long smokos and get to goof off a bit like you do when you're oust about and there's nowhere Mm. to hide. You're on the rig floor now. Mm. You're, You're staying on an area the size of your... You know, your lounge room. yeah, your lounge room yeah. and, and kitchen is, is just that's it. That's that's your spot. That's where you sit. And yeah. and there's what three three other roughnecks. Yeah, so, there's three other roughnecks, and so you're you working get, in a team. Yep. You don't know what to do until you're told. Yeah, I knew. But pull the slips, open the elevators, and do the the stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. we had a we did have an iron roughneck there on yeah. that rig, yeah. that first rig. That was the closest you got to cyber in those days. <laughs> having having an iron roughneck. Oh yeah. Because the next rig I went to, there was no iron roughneck, and it was rig tongs oh, right. all day long. Real manual stuff. And if you're lucky, the pipe spinner was working, or the motorbike we used to call it. Yeah. That, that was good fun. We used to fight to see who spinner who did the motorbike. Yeah. That was quite fun. That it yeah. is when you get knocked over, pulling the handle the wrong direction, <laughs> yeah. and it, instead of forward or backwards, and your yeah. arms not tight, and yeah, you get thrown. Sounds like a this sounds like a motorbike, doesn't it? Or a, well, they called it a motorbike. Yeah, that, that was the nickname. Yeah, and uh, I used to cry when that thing used to break because <laughs> it was that chain was, tong. Yeah, it was rig tong and then chain tong. Very manual. Every standout, yeah, it was manual. I've Very never been manual. so fit in my life. Yeah, I swear to God, that's like the equivalent of the SAS. And if you if you're on a <laughs> if you're on a if you're on like a, a manual rig with nothing like that, yeah, you yeah. are the fittest roughneck on the seas. So I was fit. So when after that you you get made up to Derrickman's position, right? Which is you work. Yeah, up not Derek. for a while. I was like did about did about three and a half years roughnecking on several rigs. Um, yeah. Back then the contracts weren't so long as they are now. You know, you mm. might have had a, like a yeah like well. a twelve month contract here mm. and a, even a. And then did like a, a three well contract. Yeah. 
So, I mean, that was in and out within six months. Mm. Yeah, 18 months here, 15 months there. So Yeah, fair enough. So it was hard to sometimes get promoted because you'd get hired on the next rig at the same level and mm. have to sort of start again. Mm. Yeah, so, so end hard, up hard to roughnecking for quite a while, which is good. Good for experience. Yeah, mm. you need to know the floor before you can that's right. move up. But that's Derrickman. Yeah, finally got made Derrickman. Um, that's another eye-opener again, you know. Next minute you're standing up there on a monkey board. Uh, and back then, and it still is, you know, like manual, manual boards, yeah, fingerboards around. 25 metres off the deck, hanging off the edge. Yeah, mm. it's, um, you've got a rope holding you on. It's not something that comes natural. It's not, mm. it's not obvious. Yeah, you go up there the first time. I remember the first time I had to do it. Mm. Um, there was a guy who uh, taught me, and I'm, I'm going to name names. Yeah, yeah. This is a good thing. He's John, John Ho- Johnny Honan. Mm. Um, I only worked with him on the one rig. I've heard stories about Johnny. Um, all good stories. You know, mm. Johnny was a, a big guy. Mm. He was, I don't know his exact height, but he was six foot something, six foot six or something. He was, he, <laughs> he's he, a, he, he was a man mountain. <laughs> and I, when I met him, he was towards the end, you know, like the end of his career in a way. He was older, but I'd heard the stories about Johnny going back, you know, 15 years before that. And he was he was a big unit. And when he was young and fit, I can only imagine. <laughs> but I, I saw him once pull the bowls out, mm. the insert, the yeah, bowls yeah. out with his middle fingers. Holy and that was and at the time <laughs> then he was he was about 48 years old hey. or something. He was yeah he was already. Yeah, you know, uh, getting yeah. on. But I've, I've and I saw him carry also. We the crane broke down. Mm. We're on a jack up. You know how many stairs there are on a jack up. Mm. Yeah. We're about to do uh, plenty of stairs out here. Yeah, BHA and um, yeah. and and the crane broke down. I couldn't get this uh, bit up to the rig floor, and it was a twelve and a quarter inch bit. <laughs> and they're, they're they're not light. They must, they're about sixty. Oh, no, nah, more 50, than that. Sixty kilo. No, tw- twelve and twelve and a quarter. I don't know, man. A big big, big twelve and a quarter trichrome bit. I don't know what they weigh, but. Like too heavy to carry. You know, I mean, I could drag the thing across the floor, yeah, but yeah. he picked, he ran downstairs, picked this thing up, threw it on his shoulder, and ran up the rig floor with it like it was nothing. Yeah. Um, and uh, those are the things that I saw, but I heard lots of stories over the years. But anyway, so he was up the derrick, and he's the first one to um, show me how to throw a pipe, so to mm. speak. Mm. Um, and now this guy also, he had hands. He's called him sausage fingers. <laughs> His hands were twi- literally, literally twice the size of my hands. And he used to rub it in me every time, like, you know, he'd be on the floor and he used to come and, and, and uh, help out at lunch times. And you'd, you'd know when he was there because he'd walk up behind you and he'd put his hand over your head. Like, <laughs> like he put his hand over your head. Like a basketball. Like, like a basketballer does with a basketball. And his fingers would come down around your chin and ears. It was like an octopus grabbing your head. Oh, it was shit. huge hands. Oh, man. And you used to, get off me, Johnny. How did that feel? Yeah. God, and anyway, so we're up, now I'm up the derrick with this guy. And he's, yeah. I'm standing there. He's going, right, now watch this. I'll, he goes, I'll do the first couple. And then you can have a go. All right. So then he's standing there, and then the, you know, I can see here the, the jaw works firing up and the, roaring up as they do, and then uh, the elevators are there waiting, and he's got the pipe. And he, mm. he kicks the latch open with his fingers on the fingerboard, and he grabs the pipe. He's got no rope on it. He's, he's, grabbed, <laughs> he's grabbed the pipe with his hand, and he's walked the pipe the down, down, the, down the alley, down the on the board. end of the monkey board, no rope on it, and, and he throws go. it with his hand. <laughs> his hand is fully wrapped around this pipe, and he just puts it in the elevators like there's nothing and shuts the elevator. He goes, that's how you do it. <laughs> and, I, and I'm standing there just blinking, oh my God. going, yeah, I can't do that. No, you need a rope. 
Gonna, yeah, oh I'll, God. I'm like, don't aren't we supposed to use rope up here? He's like, well, yeah. I looked there and the rope's sitting there. You know, I'm not sure if he's having me on or. <laughs> or he's going, no, it's, it's just say hey, do it. You know, and I'm like, yeah, nah, nah, fuck, nah. <laughs> fuck <Yeah>. that. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, and he goes, look, I'll show you again. He goes and does another one the same way. Right. And um, uh, then he's like, right, and he starts taking the belt off, and he's right now your turn. So I'll put this belt on. I'm standing out there. I'm looking down. This is quite high. And I'm looking now, step over to the, the fingerboard and, you know, you try not to put your foot through, fall through that either, mm. you know. And, mm. and I get this pipe out and I kick the latch and I haven't got the rope on at this stage. I'm trying to do what he did. And I've got mm. it back to the, to the alleyway. And now I'm mm. standing on the board with this pipe and I'm hugging it with both arms. Mm. And, I, and it's, I'm stopping it from going left to right. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't do this. Uh, yeah. And, uh, I mean, I'm only, I'm only about 5'8", five 5'9", five or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just not. I'm not six foot, bloody something like this guy was, and God. I just said, I, yeah, I pushed it back in, and and I said, no, nah, and I put the rope on, and he showed me how to put the rope on. And he starts laughing at me, <laughs> so yeah, then I knew he was taking the piss. So he goes, yeah, no, he put the rope on it. <laughs> but just to show you what a big guy this guy was, he could, yeah, he used to run pipe with no rope. Yeah, right. But, I mean, it wasn't some of the big stuff that we run these days. It was, you know, five-inch five inch, five inch yeah. drill pipe, which is, you know. Now we're working with, you know, six five and seven, eight, six, five, eight drill strings. Oh, my God. Yeah, quad derricks Huge. now as well. Yeah. I tried, yeah, I went, when I went overseas, mm. there was a quad derrick there and it was a manual quad derrick. Yeah, except they used to run, they run the pipe with, with tuggers like you do with heavyweight. Yeah. Um, you'd have to run it on a tugger. Okay. Um, however... Now, this is when I was 18. I went overseas 18. I hadn't run this, been up a stick and run the stick for, for about five or six years right. at, that, at that stage. Right. And uh, I wanted to give it a go running this, <clears throat> this pipe. It was five and seven eighths quads mm. with rope. So I went up and I had a go. <laughs> right. I actually did it. No, I did, I did it. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, I, I had to hold on to that rope with two hands, hard as oh. anything. <laughs> and the moment you let go with that second hand... You it's, had to be ready to have that thing positioned to drop in the elevators and, and go, yeah. yeah. And it was sort of cheating in a way because they had BX elevators, which I didn't have to grab the horns Autos. and latch it. Autos, yeah. Because, yeah, they would have taken off with that quad landing in it. Mm. But, um, I've, um, I've seen, I saw a guy run, we were running BHA once and he was bringing out a nine and a half inch drill collar and with two targets, you know, mm. manual derricks. I looked up. And you can hear this ching, ching, and this, the, they used chains to wrap around the, the drill collar to keep it tight, choked it. I saw one choke come off, and I'm looking up, and then I hear the Derrickman at the time screaming, nah! and, and then I look up, and there's this nine and a half inch stand of drill collars flying across the Derrick. Because these things are quite, they're not flexible. They're not designed to flex, and they can break. They can snap at the tool joint quite easily. They have broken. Oh, man. They're and this broken. thing flew across the derrick, went across, missed, obviously, under the top drive, and then it got caught through the, uh, through the mud hose, and then it tucked itself, bounced itself, kind of tucked it into the side of the derrick, but it took us, oh, man, it was probably two hours of downtime. It was a big meeting. Try to get it back. It was a big meeting. It was a f***ing pain in the ass to get back. It was, all of us boys were up there trying to ring it back, and uh, just the rigging was pigs yeah yeah no i have spoken to over the years someone i worked with um had that happen mm. and actually the drill collar snapped yeah it did did it the, yeah the top the top single snapped 
at, at the tool at the thread. Yeah. And um, that's so that's yeah. And you got four and it boys. came down. That it came down, and he goes, they just ran and scattered, and yeah. luckily it never hit anybody. Oh man, but he that, says that, that would have made a mess. Yeah, fuck some shit up. But one but drill boy, collar is whoa, five ton, something like that, nine and a half inch drill collar. Yeah, manual Derek. Any um, other any other moments up there? I know. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I know it's... sometimes you're up there, and you know sometimes you got to take a shit too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah. And you, sometimes you just can't come down. Yeah, I had the rig shut down one time. Um, <laughs> another rig I went to, this is when things started really getting busy for the ore field mm. um, and firing up and all the rigs were coming down uh, bef just before we saw the good times. And anyway, the rig I joined, there was, uh, I've never seen so many green, as we call it, which are you know new people who haven't got any experience offshore. Mm. And on my crew, we had um, only one roughneck that had ever roughnecked before. Uh, one roused about, another two guys never been offshore before, and they were roughnecks now. Yeah. My assistant uh, pump man, he'd never run the derrick before. Well, run a stick before. Worked up the derrick. Another my crew had, um, and mm. my AD at the time, he was a really old guy. In fact, I don't know how he's still offshore. He was about seventy about 80 oh, um, but he refused to go up the stick to relieve me so yeah, yeah, yeah. basically I, yeah it was it was a hard time because you, you're trying to train these new guys in everything in their job even you know mm. um, the simplest of tasks and then I was up the derrick I needed to go for a shit <laughs> and, I had and we're, yeah we're tripping for like 12 hours straight anyway and, and yeah I, I needed to go <laughs> and I, so I'm ringing the drill I was like oh, you need man. to send someone up here because I need to go to the toilet. He's like, well, I can't stop the operation just because you need to shit. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like, well, send the fucking AD up here. Send somebody up here. Yeah, yeah. And he rings me back. No, he does want to come up. I'm like, oh. I sort of knew his stance on that because you never, you never saw him up there. And he, was, he just said, mm. I don't do, I won't go up to Derek. I don't mm. know, whatever. And I knew they couldn't send one of the other guys. And I was like, so I'm holding on and holding on. And they, I didn't get smokos either because they couldn't stop the operation for smokos. So mm. they'd, they'd, they'd hang a, they'd get a plastic bag, they'd get a piece of cake and an apple, they'd mm. tie it to the horns and the elevators in a bag and send it up. Send it up with a driller, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you need to, um, you need to send up some extra bags and some toilet paper. Because <laughs> I was, I mean, I was hanging on for so long. <laughs> toilet paper. Yeah, no, it wasn't fun. And uh, so it end, end up with me. Cracking the shits and storming and going, that's it, I'm shutting down. I just took my belt off from the toilet and they just had to wait. Oh, you came but, down? Yeah, I just came down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I, I just came down, I'm like, fuck it. It's, uh, I've heard stories where, where the boys have done it. I know, I know someone, I'm not going to name him, but he was busting, but he ended up, you know, you got some rags up there. He's saying, you know, you lay out the rag and then you got a full pipe, full Derek pipe there, so you hide around the back of the pipe where the camera can't see you. Wrap it up, time to go. <laughs> back, get back into it. Oh shit! Yeah, one of uh, the other boys. He tried to do the same to one of the other guys and the other crew. Yeah. And um, he didn't go for the same route that I did. He ended up shitting in the bag. Except he was so pissed off about it, he actually dropped the bag onto the doghouse. <laughs> the, and uh, yeah, the drillers, you know, looking up, tripping up and down. Next minute, this bag hits. This bag shit. hits the top of the the doghouse, the cage <laughs> in, the, in the window, and splat. Oh. Just covered the whole roof with fucking his turd. Um, just to let the driller know that he how pissed off he was. You yeah. know, like, oh, I, I don't think it's a nice feeling either. Yeah. So, I've, I've actually there's a little story I got. Um, 
it's bro, it's it's an interesting one. There's an there's an old boy I used to work with. He's not an old boy, but he's in his fifties, rough neck, nice guy. But anyway, he uh, every morning he'd he'd come up. He was one. It was one of my roughnecks. Anyway, he'd come up five minutes into the shift. You'd see him run down the stairs, <laughs> and uh, I'd have to ask one of the roughnecks, "Where's he going?" And he's uh, he goes, "Yeah, he's, he's got that shit's coming on again in the morning." So you know, he's probably got some bowel bowel problems or something. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm not gonna, I'm not yeah, gonna carry irrit- on about irritable bowel syndrome. Some uh, anyway. So I think it's a roughneck thing, bro. Uh, this- <laughs> I've got like three roughnecks on my crew now. That decide it's their turn to shit <laughs> as soon as they come on tower. Oh man, yeah. Well, because you have a couple of coffees in the morning, you know, like. But anyway, uh, there was a derrick inspection you got to do, you know, a weekly derrick inspection. So he went up, and this dude did his derrick inspection. He takes a while, you know. He's quite meticulous. He's good with that. And then he came down, and then the next day, the tool pusher and the safety officer went up. Now there's a, a racking cab up in the derrick because we had an automatic racking system, but the chair was down in the doghouse. This is like the auxiliary. And there was a rag in there and they were, they were just doing their own little checks. And there was a rag and there, there he opens up this rag to put the tool pusher and it's this big old shit. <laughs> big old steamy shit. And he's going, what the f-? And Because he's, uh, he's from Louisiana. He's from uh, Louisiana. He's oh, going, Louisiana. what the fuck yeah. is this shit? And, and he's uh, and Louisiana the, Oh, man. And, and the safety God officer... damn boy, what's this shit? The safety officer's from New Zealand and he's just ran out and put his head over the side just gasping for air anyway so he brought it down brought down this rag they brought, shit. They brought the shit down brought in the, the rag. shit down in the really? rag because no one would own up to it obviously what did he put in his pocket or something oh, I don't know did Eddie, carry, Eddie climb down the ladder once no idea. one hand but I tell you what he okay. wasn't happy so, so the tool pusher was like I'm going to write you all up if he doesn't find out who the f- that shit up there he was not happy right <laughs> <laughs> and uh so he was on the borderline of doing it and uh, the roughneck actually decided to own up and he goes, look, it was me. <laughs> I, I forgot. He actually, he shat, he shat yeah, he forgot. and he finished his fuck Derek inspection and he came down and he forgot about his shit. He couldn't he be, no, I reckon he, he let, couldn't be nah, bothered climbing all the way back fucking, up there again. He fuck forgot, yeah. soul forgot. Anyway, so the tool pusher at the time, he just laughed. He wasn't, he wasn't pissed off. He just yeah. laughed because it was like, come on, man. You can't be doing that shit. And uh, no, that was the end of that. It was funny. But the other funny story was that oh, we had a new OIM on the rig. He was like his third day into it. And this story comes up. <laughs> so he's just gone, what, he's the, like, what, what kind of rig yeah. am I working on here? Yeah, well, I've come what to Australia. Because yeah. he would have been an expat, right? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He's, an from, expat. he's from Houston. There you oh, go. He's yeah. come from Houston. And, he, and he's probably got this picture in his head of Aussies. Oh, man. They were all like, yeah, oh. places upside down and shit. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I made a pretty good hammock up there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I should have made a toilet, too. I remember that. Rope hammock? Or was yeah, it, yeah, yeah, rope, ham- rope hammock. Up on the up the, on the, the best one was on the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> yeah, that probably lasted for years. I reckon oh. that same one you laid on, I yeah. reckon I made that. Well, we'd, we'd always have to keep it up because the ropes would just get off dark. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I became really good at sleeping and listening to the blocks go up and down. Oh, yeah. As soon as you, yeah, when they're doing like clutch, BHA and stuff like that, when that. you hear it revving up, yeah. it's like all of a sudden you're awake instantly and you're yeah, up there yeah. with a pot. Yeah, it was one, on one of my favourite jobs on the rig, I think. Derek, oh, Derek, because going from roughneck, yeah, where you're just like getting told, you're just a little bitch. You know, you're just getting told getting what to do, at. how to do it, getting shouted at. No, thank you. Yeah, fucking do it. Yeah, and um, get changed, all these chiefs over, and all of a sudden you get made dirtman, and you're in the pump room now, yeah, and now you, now you're like a little boss of your own domain. Yeah, get your, it was awesome. 
Yeah. You got this responsibility mm. that either crushed you or you, or you thrived on it. Right. Um, you know, and I used to like it. I thought that was just oh, great. Man. I've got my own area. People leave you alone. You know, you, you call, speak to the driller, all, obviously, all the time. But that was about it. And everyone left you alone. Yeah, yeah. your best buddies with the with the mud engineer now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're and watching, I bet, and I bet you he was a, like a Trinidadian, right? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, man, I need some 9.6 mud weed up, man. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them were, yeah. Oh, man, there's a lot of... A lot of I had a Jamaican. They're either Scottish, English, or or, or, or from Trinidad. Trinidad. <laughs> That's it. It's like they just pump out the money engineers. Oh, nah, they're good. They're good eggs anyway. Yeah, um, no, they're pretty good guys. Okay. The Trinidadians. They're laid back. Derrickman was a good job. So, what's the next role after that? Uh well, AD assistant driller. Assistant driller. So, well, yeah. I've always thought in my head an AD is like a wedding planner. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you like the yeah the wedding planner. You got everything going on. I know, right? You've got everything going on. You're, you're like the center of yeah. attention. You, 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 yeah, everyone's whipping boy. Yeah, yeah. You've got to have everything sorted, you know. And uh, I think the hardest the hardest thing with as an AD, well, one if you've been in the pump room for a long time, I think it's that transition can be a mm. bit daunting because. Using your you, you don't you don't have much to do with the rig floor, mm. right? So your roughnecking skills lack a bit. And yeah. I remember because I was yeah. yeah that that's that was my case anyway. I remember coming up the floor. Now I've been in the pump room for a while. Yeah, and the roughnecks knew more what was going on than I did. Mm. Yeah, 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 and your yeah. job now is to tell the roughnecks what to do. Yeah, and and uh, yeah, that was pretty funny for me. Like that way, like I yeah mm. I. I you, you lose a bit of grip with what's going on on the rig floor. So, yeah. But you soon get that back. But yeah. once, you, once you sorted that out, mm. yeah, next minute you've got to prioritise. The, the main key, I think, to Aideen is prioritising because you get given a million jobs by a million people. That's right. And you don't get told what order to do them in. You need to work that out yourself. Yeah. And it does take a while to get your head around it and prioritise. And until you, you prioritise properly and get things done in an orderly manner, it's, you, you're not a good ID until you can sort that out. And it's mm. and it's doesn't come naturally. It's um, you work you do work it out in the end. Um, mm. Once you've been yelled at enough and done things wrong and blah 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 and uh, yeah, yeah it, it it comes. But in an AD, once once you sort that out, it becomes a pretty enjoyable job because mm. you're anywhere and everywhere. Yeah, you're on top. You're, you're all yeah, you're all over the rig. You're doing this and that. Yeah, you you, you start you get to introduced to computers now mm. when you're. I mean, I guess uh, these days, I mean, the Derrickman got to do their report and stuff on computers. Back yeah. back in those days, when I was Derrickman, it was all on paper. The IDC right. was a big... The big A3. Yeah, oh, it, was it was bigger than A3. Bigger, yeah. That, yeah, that thing was, I don't know, like two and a half foot wide with, by a foot and a half high, and it was all handwritten. And you had to write it. The driller had to write it in this little... Your remarks, and that was it. Oh, yeah, you had so much to write it in. Like, you couldn't write extra shit in if you... Yeah, yeah I couldn't do that. My left-handed writing's terrible. <laughs> I'm a lefty too. But anyway... Um, well, yeah, aiding, and you've got to take care of your crew and you, you assist the driller, obviously. My first driller was a South African guy, nice guy. Oh, yeah, I remember him. <laughs> he, was a, he was a top bloke. Nigel. Yeah, yeah he was, Nigel. Yeah, he, yeah. Was a, he was a top bloke. He was from Zimbabwe. He was, yeah, yeah. He was from Zimbabwe, man. Yeah, he was good. Now, was, you, now you got a good driller because he didn't like being on the brake, if I remember. Uh, he didn't let me on the brake until no? I got my well control. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. He, he goes, yeah. I was like, all right, better, better do some studying for this well control stuff. And 
Oh, don't no. talk to me about that. I remember the first time I had to uh, do that. But yeah, that, that was going back stress. to going back to like being an AD. Okay, yeah, yeah, my yeah. first day AD, I remember it. I remember it clearly. Mm-hmm. I was with. He was as laid back as they come. Yeah. Um, he's a Kiwi boy. He liked to build uh, motorcycles. Choppers. Yeah, choppers. Yeah, he's had he his, his own. Um, he his customs there. Custom. Yeah. Anyway, um, my first day AD was with him. Now I've come. I'm sitting there as an AD, very first day. And I'm mm. right, right, what do you want me to do? And he looked, and we're drilling, right? So mm. he hands me this uh, kill sheet. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and I grab it off him, and I'm staring at it. And that's all I did, was stare at it for about 15 <laughs> minutes. I could not work. I did not know what to do with this uh, thing. What the? Yeah, because back, okay, now, uh, things, things were different back then. You didn't get the training that you did now. Like, nah. now you've got all these... Um, Oh yeah, yeah. You got your different courses, little different levels. Yeah, yeah. You've got, you've got, you you've got, got all your. You, you, you have control. to do your competency training. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And you've got modules to complete. Companies didn't have that back for then. every for every uh, position that you're in. Mm. From roustabout, yeah, you have confidence to, assurance. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You had to complete your met roustabout. Then you're rough, You had to complete them all, get them signed off. Mm. And they're quite thorough, and they're pretty good these days. And they teach you, and they've got all videos you have to sit there and watch. Mm. You know, to help do your. You know, little exams that you have and answer questions so you can get it signed off. And you, and you learn. They've got things in place now where you can learn. And learning is encouraged now, mm. right? Back then, it wasn't encouraged. Because yeah. they can tell no, you. that's right. When I was a roughneck, yeah. I wanted. I looked up at the guy working up the stick and I wanted to go and do that. And I remember one day I tried. I remember climbing, putting the, the harness on. Mm. I was about three steps up the ladder because the lead floorman hadn't turned up. To, ah, yeah. And he yelled, and next minute he's there, but behind me, he goes, what the f*** do you think you're going? And I was going, oh, I just want to go throw some, have a go throwing some pipe. He goes, that's my job, get off. And that, that was it. Yeah. yeah, that's the way it went. Like, yeah. he wouldn't let anyone, mm. uh, he didn't teach anyone. That was his job, and that was that. Yeah, everyone's hack secure, everyone's happy. Yeah. That's right, yeah, people didn't, didn't want to teach you. They were, they were okay, the occasional people that, you know, nice guys that, you mm. know, if you ask two questions, they'd answer them, but still... Nothing in place what you have now. No. So basically, it was you had to learn as you go, eyes open, mouth shut, and and mm. if you're lucky, yeah, you get promoted, but mm. but you're thrown in the deep end every time because mm. you weren't, you didn't have the training, mm. you didn't have the experience, mm. and you had to learn as you go, sink or swim, I call it. True. So uh, what it was like, you know, and my first day anyway. So here I am. We're looking at this kill sheet. And I looked at him, I looked at the driller. Uh, I said, I don't want to sound stupid, but what do I do with this? I'd never done a kill sheet, didn't even know what one was. I'd never seen one before. And he goes, this is well control. <laughs> and I said, yeah, okay, what's that? And I'm not joking, like now it's, it's even a rough thing knows what well control is. Yeah. Because they, right. now you get sent to introductory well control classes and mm. stuff. You know, yeah, like, rough next yeah, to it. Everyone yeah. knows. It's all awareness and it's all, yeah. but back then you did not know. Nah. And I, and it was like looking at Chinese. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, to help me, or well, he thought he was helping me, he goes, here, I'll show you. <laughs> and, he, and he says, give me your tally book. So I give him my tally book, which was pretty blank at this stage. Being a, you know, I never really needed one for a Derek man. So yeah. I got it. Someone gave me a tally book because I'm brand new. Mm. So he opens it up. Any page, <laughs> any page, they're all empty. And he writes, <laughs> he writes the, the equation that, that was like he thought would just make everything clear and I'll be able to do the whole lot. <laughs> What's that? What equation? Well... 
was it? ID squared divided by 313.76. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Capacity. Capacity. Yeah. <laughs> e- uh, equals, you know. Yeah. And then yeah. here, for your annual volumes, you know, like... ID minus OD. Yeah, ID minus oh, OD squared. Was it 1029.4 Well, four feet, feet yeah, but we were working out in metres in those yeah, days, yeah. so it was 313.76. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, he hands me this... this these formulas he's now written in my book, <laughs> looking at me, sh- nodding his head, like there you go. I've just, I've just saved your life. I've, it's all good now. Like you know what to do now, right? You know what to do. Oh, now, okay, let's go back a bit about me. I failed maths at school. I failed. Yeah, yeah not D. I, I failed. Did you? I, I was, I was, Bro. I hated maths. I hated yeah. it. Yeah. I did really good at English. That was my only thing. English was my strong point. Oh, Maths. I, oh, I can tell. Failed. I can tell. So, <laughs> fuck you, man. <laughs> Go on. So, uh, so anyway, I'm looking at this formula he's written, <clears throat> and, um, and just I'm, so. I'm looking at him, and I'm like, he's looking at me. He's still drilling, mind you. So yeah. he's like looking at his gauges, and he's looking at me, <laughs> and I'm looking at him, and he's looking at his gauges, and he's looking at me, and and um, I'm like, and he goes, "You got that right?" And I'm like. I'm like nodding my head, yes, but I'm saying no. <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, sort of. Oh, like, man. okay, what is this? What's this? He goes, well, that's that's your, that's what you need to work out your capacities. I said, okay, and I said, well, what's this three one three point seven six? He goes, that's your constant. And I said, what the fuck's a constant? He goes, you're constant. He goes, that's what that's a constant's always constant. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I I couldn't get my head. I'm like, what the. I right. don't understand. Right. Yeah, you need to start from the beginning. I don't know? understand. What's a constant? Anyone could throw you that. Yeah. But you need to know from the base, you know, the start, like anything. Yeah. So, yeah. I, Well, I didn't know. So anyway, so I sat there with this thing <clears throat> staring at it thinking it's going to make sense if the more I look at it. <laughs> so I'm looking at it. <laughs> I'm looking at it. And then, yeah. Nah. No, 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 and now. it turns out anyway that first hitch I was made AD. Mm. They also booked me in for my well control. Oh shit! I didn't ask for it. They oh, booked me in that very man. first hitch. Damn. So that first hitch, I anyway, You're I was thrown not, in the D. Yeah, then, I finished and, off work. And I, then, fin- I went home, uh, finished my hitch, and all of a sudden I'm sitting in a well control class uh, with Veggie. I don't know if you ever had Veggie for no, a well control instructor. I, I never went to. Is that Brizzy? No, he's in Cairns now. Cairns, he's got his sorry, own, Cairns. He's, yeah. got, he's got his own school. Nah, I've only done it over in Perth. Here, Veggie's a top oh, bloke, yeah. very Aussie bloke, very, very smart. The guy's got a doctorate and a PhD and this and that, and he's, yeah, yeah. he's a mathematical genius. Right, right. Sometimes when they have like issues <laughs> offshore that they cannot solve, like well-controlled problems yeah. that are beyond, are beyond what the textbook has, they get this guy in and he comes in <laughs> and he sits there and punches numbers oh, and uh, yeah, works shit out. He's, he's very smart. Hmm. Um, he was my instructor. Now, he was more baffling than anything because he, he just talks a million miles an hour and is all mathematical. And <laughs> Now, I'm all confused. So, <laughs> so I sat my well control uh, yeah. and I failed my first one, yeah. I have to say. It happens, man. I right. failed my first one, but only by a few marks. And mm-hmm. I have to say, like to my defense, it's because I actually missed out a whole section in, in the test. I didn't fill out a page, the, uh, the tripping section, oh, only because my driller... At the time, this is now. Now, Bungie moved on, and I got a different driller. Yeah, that's not point fingers. Yeah, man. no, 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 no. So it's not Bungie's fault. No, it's no one's fault. It's my fault. But anyway, yeah. My next driller come, and he goes, "I'll give you some advice." He goes, "You want to do the do the parts in the test which have got the higher marks right. and, and, and the easier stuff first. He goes, "Get that out the way." I said, mm. "So what do I do?" He goes, "Right." He goes, "Write this down." So I got my telebook out again. <laughs> now I'm on the second page second of my telebook. <laughs> so anyway, and he, and he's like, "Right, do the equipment section." 
first because he goes, that stuff's a bit easier. Uh, he goes, get all that out the way, right? <clears throat> and he goes, then he goes, do the kill sheet, right? And work on the questions there. And then he goes, that way, whatever's left, you can work on your calculations because calculations take, you know, it takes, it'll take the longest, right? Mm. And you've got more time. You don't have to stress as much. Whatever time you've got left, you just work on your calculations. Mm. So I did that. Yeah. But to do that, You've, you got to to go. you've got to flick back and forth through the pages uh, in your test. Yeah, yeah, and in doing so, I actually missed out. There's one page which had about 12 questions on about mm, tripping. Yeah, yeah. I literally didn't fill it out at all. It's probably 10%. And I was three yeah. marks down from passing. I got yeah. like 73% or 72 <clears throat> or something like that. But I needed three more marks. Now, there I was at home. And you never used to find out for a good week back then after whether you actually passed or not. They didn't tell you that the same day. You did not know. Oh, so really? a week, Yeah, a week oh. later, I got a call saying... Oh, yeah, this is veggie, blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry to let you know you, you failed. He goes, but I'll, as, as a good point, he said, he goes, look, you missed out a fucking page. He goes, um, I said, can I come back and do the page? He goes, hell no. <laughs> he goes, you have to do the whole exam. I'm like, holy shit. But anyway, oh, but he goes, he goes, look, he goes, it was a silly mistake. He goes, if you had completed that page, he goes, I'm sure you would have got at least three questions right, you would have passed. Oh, so I felt a lot better about that. But I did yeah. fail my first time in well control. Very daunting. Because <sighs> it's five days of... Five days oh, of pure... Mathematics yes. and remembering just oh, principles and procedures. It's a... It's, some it's people painful comes, for a lot of people. It comes natural yeah. to some people. Some people are good at maths. And, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I've never been. And it's something I've always had to work on and had to uh, study for. So when's your next well control? Monday. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. It is. It's actually homework. Monday. Monday, I got to go Do again. Some homework, bro. I've Shit. lost count. I think this is the. This must have been what the sixth time for you. No, nah, this is the seventh or eighth. Seventh, oh, or maybe yeah. eighth time. I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, it's every two years, so you gotta you gotta what? hit the books again after two years because you don't you don't use well control. You rarely use it out on the rig. There's well, only, only you fulfill yeah, out when the kill sheets. Kicks, you, know, you do that, and that's you get about a, it. When you get a kick, kicks are pretty rare nowadays. You used to get them a lot more back then. You know, 20, 10, 20 years ago, it's funny kicks you say were just, that. Yeah, I haven't had one for a long time. No, yeah, they're. I mean, it's now nowadays kicks are very rare. It's because they've got all this information available now. Now well, it's all right. like kick tolerance, offset wells. You've got fingerprinting, <clears throat> fingerprinting connections. Now they're and, monitoring everything, and so the drillers are getting better too with the training that comes that's along. That's it. Yeah, training detection. Exactly. But, but like I was saying, yeah, kicks. Yeah, kicks aren't coming out a lot these days, and a lot of guys, a lot of drillers, haven't even had a kick. I think yeah. it's also geoservices actually watching the screens these days. Like back in the days, oh, yeah, yeah, you could you could dump a whole pit and no one calls you up. Yeah, you got the yeah, yeah, you could do anything, which was great for me as a Derrickman back then because I tell you what, I used to flood some pits and do some funny oh, things back yeah, in the day. Yeah. Now, if, if they were onto it like they were it's to, all recorded, today, man. I would have yeah. got run off. Yeah, it's all recorded. Yeah, yeah, I used to open up the dump. Oh, what's oh. this? I've almost overflooded this pit. Let me just open this dump. <laughs> 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 Let me just dump like 20, 30 barrels out of this pit that's yeah. overflowing. But, uh, but now ago. you can't, yeah, nah, you can't nowadays, get away with nothing. Nowadays, it's hard, man. It's... Now, now they call the rig floor first. Yeah, and then the next call they make is the company man. Yeah, well that's right. They, the monkey's off their back if they yeah, let, they gotta right. let the driller know first. Well, yeah. accountability these days, so um, <sighs> so you can't get away with much like you used to in the old days. No, nah. um, not just that I guess because we're using SBM and you know synthetic oh, synthetic based yeah. mud and and all based mud. 
So what about safety? Well, you started 19 years it was, ago. It was existent. It was, it, I mean, it was existent, but it was like you had a toolbox talk at the beginning of the shift. <laughs> that was your pre-tower and, and it wasn't focusing on hazards. It was just what was going on. And, yeah, and risks. So all it was was about, yeah, what's happening. It's right, right. Okay, boys, today we're going to run casing. Yeah. Right. This is how we're going to run casing. This is what we're going to do. This is what you're going to do. Hmm. Any questions? That's it. Everyone wants to get out. That's it. it. And no one used to want to speak or open yeah. their mouth because they'll have something. Mm. So it was a one-way conversation. Um, so, so that was that. Was that. But uh, Paperwork. Oh, paperwork. Don't even talk to me about paperwork 20 now. 20-fold. My job is paperwork. Uh, like, you'll have a stack a stack of papers at the end of a busy, busy shift. I cut down half a tree uh. printing the shit off every <laughs> shift, bro. I shit you not. I shit you not. Oh, printing out. JSAs I shit you not. And I break the printer oh, at least once a hitch. Do you? Yeah, yeah, or just, or just yeah, like Man. go through that much ink. I mean, the company I worked for last time, um, they just come on to wireless permit to work. No more running around to the OAM, running to the pusher. You know, no more legwork because it all gets sent to their computers and then they electronically sign it. Their well, their paper free system is actually in effect. I've, I did a short swing recently and um mm. it was good yeah it, wor- yeah it worked yeah it does work it oh, works great now we're supposed to have that on the rigamon now really but has and, it and, come and, up? now it is well it is it is on the computer however we still got to print it off and sign it so, oh yeah so effe- it effectively oh, it's not yeah. a paperless system no nah, not yet well it's supposed to be but <clears throat> i don't know whether it goes for all rigs across the fleet but on our mm. rig they want us to print it off and sign it because they don't believe that if we electronically sign it that we're reading it so um which That's is fair right. enough you and, and it does happen where it's tick and flick so yeah. I, I sort of agree with them because that way we get it out and we talk about it and we do it properly mm. and you know people sign it and then you've got third party people which have to come and sign it and you can't electronically tick them off because you have no idea who they are mm. so so yeah it's got its pros and cons yeah. how did you go on the derrick Aaron? oh I, I never saw you up the stick nah. did, did you like it no nah, i only worked with you when i was roughnecking yeah that's right yeah and then you you left and uh yeah went oh god i went derrick's for two years that was pretty cool treat a few stands as you do but yeah. um i did forget to put the belly rope on oh i only did, t- I only that, did that times. once man i yeah. only did that oh my god i can't remember there was a tool pusher on the break at the time and and he was right you know how quick they are yeah, so i was yeah. like I ran, up, I ran up the stick you know flat out back in the fit up days. The dairy. yeah ran up the stick bang so quick i just put the harness on and usually the belly rope is laid out on the monkey board so you walk on it so you don't forget to clip on and i must i don't know what the fuck either either i just didn't see it or someone's actually hung the 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 clip over the side there so it's not on the monkey board and i've put the harness on inertia reels on grabbed the pipe out (laughs) out of the uh the the fingerboard and i've and i've inched out and uh just got there in time blocks came actually the blocks were waiting for me so i was rushing coming up and then i fit i was about two f- a foot out of the alleyway and then i felt there's nothing I, I fe- you know usually you yeah. feel that tension you, cut you the wanna, weight you, of you the wanna, rope. you want to lean on the belt no no i was yeah i was like something's wrong here like you're leaning I, out i'm not feeling anything yeah i'm not and feeling next minute anything. you're grabbing the horns and the I've elevators because it ain't nothing holding you i've still got the rope with the stand and yeah. i'm and I've, I've still got the bite on it and i've leant out and i've, and I've like kind of jimmied myself back with the rope you know how yeah, hard that is yeah. to bring it back in with the stand and it took me another bloody minute to fight the stand back looking like a spastic and everyone's trying like, to shift everyone's like looking up going what the fuck's he doing and, and the tool push is on the on the mic going everything all right 
and I've just um, I've nodded and I've put the stand in the first finger, went turned around, clipped on, turned around at the camera, thumb, <laughs> thumbs up, <laughs> come back for the stand, threw it in, yeah. and uh, Bob's your uncle, but I've you only that. do that once, man. Uh, I did a couple times, but not uh, the belly rope. Always, scared, always remember the belly rope. Scared the f- out of me. It's the inertia reel I forgot. Oh no shit! Yeah, so I've oh. leant out, bang, and then I've turned around, and, and I've and I've gone to take the belly rope off, and I've reached behind me to to unclip yeah. myself, and I'm swinging my arm around, and there's yeah. nothing there. I did that yeah. a few times, yeah. and it always makes you go white, <clears throat> like after. Oh man, I remember one of the roughnecks I was working with. He forgot to put the belly rope on, and he threw the stand apart, and he's gone out with it. Oh really? Yeah, man. And he had the nursery held on. on. Yeah, had the nursery oh, on, but like... he's held onto the pipe. And I'm looking up, and he, I hear this ah! <laughs> screaming, and he's because he's he's hanging on, he's hugging on the pipe like a koala, right? And the elevators haven't latched yet either, so the pipes just fell into the elevators, and there's and he slowly drop sliding down the. So the inertia reel, <laughs> the inertia reel's not working. That's because he's going shock. slow. Yeah, it needs shock slow. load. Yeah, so yeah. he's sliding down this pipe real slow. Help! <laughs> and um, and I've looked, and I'm like, I'm still, I'm, still, I'm roughnecking. So this is like, I'm only two years or a year into my job, and I've looked, and Lawn, Lawn, yeah. Houston was oh, my yeah. derrickman at the time, and he, I've looked at Lawn saying, "What do we do?" And he's just going, "Let's go." <laughs> so we both ran up the stick. Got the uh, got the tugger out and fed the tugger through the the eye of the bale and fed it down. Put the chain into a loop and I think we put his foot through the chain, or we oh, just yeah. hooked him off. We yeah. just hooked it and dragged him up right. that way and uh, got him out and uh, went once. <laughs> Once that's, it not all, a, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, so one, you made a made a loop with the chain to and then, the tugger, and then, and then the just tugger sucked, sucked up on it or something. Yeah, yeah, we pulled it through the bale of the I elevator. Ne- I never thought of that. Yeah. That's a good idea. So I was pulling him up. Yeah, Lawn thought of that. Anyway, so after all that settled down, we uh, we had we had this little meeting in the doghouse, and <laughs> I think it was Fergus. Fergus was like, "Well, gentlemen, you know, <laughs> it can go pretty tits up pretty quickly, can't it?" <laughs> nah, this was uh, early days, so oh man, that was uh, that was an interesting interesting one up the Derek there. Yeah, had a, had a couple of things like that. Um, we had, we had a, we had a spate of people falling out the Derek. They had all their equipment on. Um, they had all their equipment on, and uh, and like eight times out of well, actually no, out of the four or five times that happened, I mm. think four times they were able to grab hold of the monkey board and lift themselves back up. Um, yeah. But one time I had to do a rescue at heights with uh, I won't name names. Um, this guy and he was a big guy. Does it start with L? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know who this is. You know, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, oh, anyway. Yeah, he, he fell out the derrick. Wasn't his first time. He, anyway, he fell out the derrick. And I've just come back from Smoko, right? Oh, shit. And I've just walked through the doghouse. This is a monkey board. Yeah, yeah and, I, and he's board. up there. He's trying to stand and he's fallen off. And he's hanging under the monkey board by oh. his belly rope. It wasn't... The inertia reel hadn't caught him because he must have been grabbing hold of stuff on the way down. And yeah. anyway, the inertia reel hadn't done nothing. It was still on. And he was hanging by his belly rope, so he's just sort of su- suspended there as you are, and you can like spin around in circles. It's quite funny. But anyway, he was hanging under there, about two and a half meters down under the board, and I've and I've come on the floor, and you're surprising how you react. Like I didn't, pal, just looked up and I've gone, oh shit, he's hanging there, and just acted. So I said to the boys, quick, so I went, give me a man riding harness. So I've grabbed the man riding harness, mm. right, and I've put it on, and I've hooked up to the man riding tugger. Mm. And I was, right, send me up. So up I go. I get up to the get up to this guy, and I've 
grabbed hold of him in a big bear hug, and mm. I'm yelling out, right, up, I'm screaming out because you know how high it is. You, yeah, you're, yeah, now, yeah. you're now 28 meters up. 28. And I'm screaming, up, up. So they go up. So up we go. We go up, up. Tugger trips out. Run out of puff. Yeah, because run. I'm on, oh, I didn't think about it. Run a man riding tugger. Now those things have got a, like a cut, a cut out of 150, 150 kilos. kilos. Oh, no. right? This guy weighed about 95 kilos himself, and I was at the time about 75, 80 kilos. Yeah, so you were over. But it did actually bring us up a few inches. But anyway, as it brought us up enough, right, that the rope it had wrapped around his neck. Oh, the, be- the belly rope as we went up coiled around his head. What? And so we've oh, gone up, shit. and then it starts. What happens to the tugger? It starts paying out slowly, just oh, going, but, no. but coming down. What? Yeah. Oh, so man. now this rope's around his neck, and now it's starting to choke him around his neck. And I'm holding on to him, and, you, and you're looking at it, and I was worried to let him go, but I should have let him go because that way he's not coming down on me. Um, it's coming down, so I, I, it took me a few seconds to realize. So I've let him, I've, I had to let him go, and I'm like, I've got to let you go. And he's like just looking at me. His eyes are bulging. Anyway, it's, he's not fully he's not fully choked out, but it's it's looking pretty uncomfortable. Yeah. So I'm like down, down, screaming at down. So they've brought me down flat out, and I've basically just fucked up there using the man one tugger. Mm. So I've quickly grabbed the general purpose tugger, which are five ton, you know, tuggers, and they've hooked me onto that, and up I go, and I've gone and I've gone up there and grabbed him and lifted him up. But what I didn't know while that was going on, there was one guy who was on our crew. Um, but this guy, he, he was, he was another big guy. He, this guy was also about six foot bloody four. Now this guy, he never got past roughnecking because he couldn't work the Derek. He was afraid of heights. Yeah. Like completely afraid of heights. But in the moment of, uh, emergency like that, this guy put on a harness and he ran up the stick and he got onto monkey board and he ran out the monkey board. And he laid down on the end of the monkey board and he had big longness because he was six foot six or something, this guy. He had, his arms were another half foot longer than mine. Anyway, he leaned out and reached down. He was trying to get this guy's... So he's yelling, yelling at this guy, give me a hand, give me a hand, I'll pull you up. Now, when I've gone up there in the general purpose tugger yeah. and I've gone up and I've grabbed... He couldn't quite grab him. But anyway, I've got up and I've grabbed... And now we're going up. Now we're, now we're getting somewhere. We're going up, and now, now my head's now level with the monkey board as we're coming up slowly. And I look, and there's this guy <laughs> on the end of the monkey board. I went, dude, yeah, what are you doing? I said, you're not hooked off. Yeah, He didn't hook himself off at all. Oh, shit. He had a harness on. Oh, he had man. no nurseryal, no belly rope, because obviously... But no, just, wearing, a, yeah. just a harness yeah, he, nothing. Yeah, then, yeah oh. he's run out, and he, and he looked at me, and, and, and the recognition in his eyes flashed... And now he's hanging on to the end of the monkey board with dear life. <laughs> and he wouldn't, he, he yeah. Wouldn't and I went, I went, relax. I said, oh, well, we'll come get you after. <laughs> so anyway, I've got, got him back on the board, just climbing all over the dude that's fucking laying down on his chest. <laughs> fucking like, Stole. yeah. Stuck. And, yeah. So, and then we had to send people up to get this guy off the end of the board. Now this guy's a big guy, like I said, and he did not want to let go of that board. Mm. We couldn't get him to... Really? Yeah, ran out and we hooked him off. Oh, he, w- he wouldn't man. stand up. He was shitting himself. Because oh, he was God. scared of heights. Yeah. Completely scared of heights. So, um, yeah, it took, it took a couple of people to talk him and pry his arms off the board to get, get him to let go. Um, and, wow. And so we had two people to save that day. No shit. <laughs> oh, my God. But it was a complete fuck up. But oh, uh, we man. got it in the end. Yeah. We got it in the end, but it, yeah, it was it was pretty funny. Oh. It was pretty funny, but it's amazing to see what people would do in the heat of the moment. Like he completely forgot his fears of height. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, you Com- do. Completely forgotten he went and did it. So I actually commend him for that. Yeah. Uh, well, let's wrap it up there, brother. Thanks very much. I uh, hope you all had a laugh there, listeners. Let's shed some more light on some FIFO life. Big thanks to Shane, my oldest brother. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for having me. some of that stories and your experiences. Much appreciated, bro. All right, stay tuned for the next episode. I'm your host, Azar. You stay classy. Classy.